Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Christians and friends, Hope Covenant, Kingdom Fellowship, Hour of Empowerment, Open Forum, Perfecting and Empowering People for the Kingdom, is now on the air. We come to you each and every Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. If you would like to join with us, you might be able to do so by dialing us at area code 724-4447-444 and enter the call ID 1250-26 followed by the pound sign. We ask that you please mute your phones or join our live and on-demand streaming at www dot talkshoe.com forward slash tc forward slash one two five zero two six we are a bible believing ministry our discussions and teachings are solely christian faith based we are production and ministry of hope covenant kingdom ministry chicago illinois bronzeville uh, if you're enjoying this hour of worship experience, why don't you let us know by phoning us at area code 773-924-2790. I am your host, Apostle Michael Body.
Our scripture for the evening is the 24th number of the Psalms. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. O Jacob, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. The word of God. Covenant Kingdom Fellowship Hour of Empowerment and I am your host, Apostle Michael Body. At this time we're gonna ask that Doctor Cynthia Newman will lead us to the throne of grace. In the most precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come here today, O oh God. We stand before you and we ask for you to lead and guide us way of truth. We ask for you to continue to create a clean heart, renew, yes, Lord, create yes, a Lord. clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. Lord, we thank you for this um, New Kingdom Hope Fellowship. 
And we thank you for the uh, leader, Apostle Micah Body. Lord, continue to bless him and that fellowship and all the listeners. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Else. All right. 
Dr. Newman, you didn't in, in, introduce or invite us, so we need to know a little bit about your ministry because you've been a, it's been a little while, and some of us might not remember. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, my ministry is located in the Chicago area, 1435 West 69th Street, on the corner of 69th and Bishop. Praise the Lord. Um, what's uh, in the pot cooking? You didn't um, tell us the name of the church. New Life Outreach Ministry. Okay. And New Life it. Outreach Ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go into our discussion, uh, uh, Pastor Dr. Newman, and we're talking about the Great Commission. The question is, are Christians commanded to obey the Great Commission? We ask the body of Christ, we need to understand that concept. Are we uh, to obey it? What is the purpose for the Great Commission and the Christians, what is the Christians' part in the Great Commission? Well, the Bible records Jesus giving the disciples the Great Commission. And it was it's in Acts 1 and 8, Mother Wardlaw, Mother, Sister Moore, and others. In Acts 1 and 8, uh, it is the last command given by Christ before his uh, ascension. He said that you will receive power when the Holy Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And so this is what he's saying to uh, the kingdom, to the church. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is similar even to Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to twenty, where Jesus tells the disciples, "All he says, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." This is Jesus speaking. He then instructs them by saying, "Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all." that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of of the world. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Now, so this commission was instructions for believers. The Great Commission was not just for those disciples that he was speaking to, but it was given to every believer. Well, today the Great Commission is still being fulfilled each and every day by our international mission work, by local churches, uh, and actively seeking the loss in the communities and outreach activities, and by believers witnessing for Jesus Christ uh, to their next-door neighbor. That is still fulfilling the Great Commission. The Great Commission will not end until the uh, consummation of the kingdom of heaven. That is, during the age, during the church age today, all believers are commanded to 
proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, number one. And number two, go into the world, not just go to church on Sunday. And this is what's happened. We've been too complacent with just going to church. So we are believers, but we are not following the commission that Jesus left on record for us. It says, go into the world even if it starts next door. Why should we go into the world? I'm going to tell you all in a minute. There's a reason why we should go into the world. By the way, when I share the gospel, I am not responsible for the outcome of the gospel. God is responsible for the gospel. That's why it's important when we go, we don't need to go with our own ideology, but we need to go with the word of God. Uh, part of the Great Commission is to make disciples of all nations, meaning that this gospel should be preached in all the world. A disciple is just a, a one that is this disciplined, taught about the kingdom of God, and these disciples are to do what? Make disciples, or a disciple is just a student of other people once they have put their trust in Christ. So that says to you, uh, my brothers and sisters, once you have put your trust in Christ, you are to make disciples unto yourself and follow the Great Commission. Now, there's a lot of things we as believers do in church, but the greatest uh, commission is the Great Commission. No believer is supposed to be an underground or private believer. Why? Because Christianity is not a covered operation. We must all tell others the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no option. To be disciple is to be instructed. That's all. To be instructed or to learn from one who is a disciple. Now, if we all in our local churches are disciples, and we're supposed to be, although in some churches we are not, we're not taught to train discipleship. So it makes it difficult when the teaching and training is not being instituted in the church. We can never teach what what we first do not possess. And so once a person receives uh, saving faith from God, they are to impart this. You are to impart the knowledge that you have received from the word of God to others and to teach others to do what? To obey all that Jesus had commanded us, commanded us. So that's the Great Commission. There's a lot of things in the Bible that we as Christians overlook. The leaders in our church, the pastors in our pulpits, we overlook the instructions of Jesus Christ that he left on record when he said, go ye. He didn't say go to church. He didn't say go to the church building because I can bust you somebody's bubble by telling you the church building is not the church. Jesus said on this rock, 
I built my church. And the church was the body of Christ. The church is the kingdom. Last but not least, uh, to be a disciple. We're going to talk about to be a disciple means to be a learner, to be a student, and to disciple, which is the root word for discipline. That's all a disciple is, one who is disciplined, one who is taught. And as believers in our local churches, we, at some point, when we come, we are followers, just as the disciples were when they was fishing, and Jesus said to them, drop your nets and follow me. At that time, they were followers. But after being up under the teaching of the faith of Jesus Christ, then those followers became disciples. And even in our church, we start off followers. It is the pastor or shepherd or bishop or apostle's job to teach the gospel, preach the gospel, and even train the gospel that we would understand our assignment, our commission, and our destiny in the church. And that is that we need to understand that we have a responsibility in the church outside of worship service, and that is to go into all the world and make disciples. This process takes a lifetime. It is not a process that you do for evangelistic service. No, 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 no. This process will take a lifetime and it's what we call sanctification. Once you sanctify yourself, which don't mean nothing fancy, it means you just set yourself aside for the work of holiness and for the work of God and for God's word and for the studying of God's word. That's all it means. It doesn't happen overnight, but it takes a a, a concerted effort of studying the Word of God, obeying the principles of the Bible, and being taught. This is what a, what what a, what a struggle is, uh, uh, pastors, ministers, uh, believers. The struggle is that the teaching is not there, and some of what goes on in our Sunday school and our Bible uh, study is just the basics. So we continue to get the milk, and we 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 continue to be followers. But we don't get enough meat to become disciples. And so in that, we are not equipped. We have not had enough knowledge imparted into us that we can do the work of the Great Commission to go and make disciples and to follow Jesus Christ first and foremost in this present life. Let's look at Matthew 6 and 33. All right. Uh, is there anybody else that has come online? We are talking about the Great Commission when Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Uh, Sister Wells, Sister Wells. Sister Wells, God bless you. Uh, we enjoyed you on our conference call. It was successful. God bless you. Sister Wells, we are talking about uh, our job in the church other than just going, just paying tithes, uh, 
Uh, any questions, comments? Everybody sleep. Dr. Newman? Um, praise the Lord. Well, um, I thought you were asleep. <laughs> Great Commission, Matthew twenty-eight sixteen through 20, it, it really is the foundation for evangelism Amen. And, and missions in our work. He, and the Lord gave um, the disciples the final instructions. And this is how we could put our faith into action and to go make disciples of others. And I like how it also says in Luke Mark sixteen fifteen eighteen, it says, "Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned." Amen. And it also says in Luke the second twenty fourth chapter um, that it is written that Christ will suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached in his name to all nations beginning yes, at Jerusalem. Ye, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from high. So those are some scriptures there regarding the Great Commission and how we could put our Race into action and continue to do the work of the Lord. All right. We thank you, uh, Dr. Newman. We want to congratulate you uh, on your new assignment in Hope Covenant Kingdom Fellowship to the Office of Director of Missions. And so, praise God for that. We're so happy to have you. And I want to, especially for you, Giants, and it also goes out for uh, Sister Priscilla Moa. Giants. Praise the Lord. Thank you.
way of announcement, Hope Covenant Kingdom Fellowship Bible Study, Perfecting and Empowering People for the Kingdom, streaming live via Facebook video each and every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, on this week, lesson number 50, Releasing Apostolic Activation and to the Church Part 2. Apostle Michael Body is your host. Uh, we are a ministry and production of Hope Covenant Kingdom Ministry, Chicago, Illinois, Bronzeville. Sadly, we announced the homegoing of evangelist uh, Janice Hollis, and uh, visitation for Janice Hollis would be on today, Friday, October the 6th, 2017. The visitation and viewing is from 4 o'clock p.m. to 7 o'clock p.m. at Angelus. Uh, Memorial Chapel, 8243 South Ashland Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. And the homegoing celebration will be tomorrow, Saturday, October 7th, the wake at 10 o'clock, and at 11 o'clock, the celebration of life at Monument of Faith Church, 2750 West Columbus Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and the host pastor is Apostle Dr. Mark A. Hinton. Amen. And this is the Hope Covenant uh, Kingdom Hour of Empowerment on another Friday in the p.m. with Apostle Michael Body and Dr. Uh, Cynthia Newman. Apostle, I, I mean, uh, Pastor Dr. Milton Shelby. Uh, he's not here today, but uh, we're missing him today, but he'll be back. Or he might even surprise us and snuck in the back door. Amen. But uh, we also keeping him lifted up along with the uh, Church of Living Faith at 1853 East 79th Street, Chicago, Illinois, on Chicago's great east side, south shore area. All right. If you're on the line, we're having a discussion. We're talking about the Great Commission, and this is something that every believer, every member of the body of Christ, we we need to understand uh, the concept of what we really, our assignment and alignment is in the church. And Jesus left this, not the pastor, not the bishop or the apostle, but the Great Commission was left on record by Jesus Christ. I want to take this time to ask, if you just got online and you did not get a chance to introduce yourself or to give us your name and church affiliation, you could do so at this time. Amen. Amen. Those of you just came on. Amen. Can you just say hello to us? Dr. Newman, they don't know I can see when they come on. <laughs> but amen. But we're just so happy to have you. And some people just really don't want to talk. They want to learn. They want to feast off of, of, of the Word of God or off a of discussion. But we do invite you to partake in our open forum. But uh, we just love having you because in order to have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. All right, we get, we got some Bible verses here, Doc, Dr. Newman. Amen. Dr. Newman? Yes, well... You stay gone too long. 
It takes you too long <laughs> to respond, Dr. Newman. <laughs> As I said, uh, we had talked about the Gospel of John, twenty nineteen through 23. Well, I was just getting ready to say, I couldn't get your attention. I said, we uh, we got some Bible verses, so we need to walk through them together. Uh, okay. Matthew twenty eight eighteen through 20. And it says that, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me into heaven and in earth. That in those verses, uh, Dr. Newman, I believe uh, that all that power, a lot of times we think it's for the pastor. That power wasn't for a pastor or a bishop. It was for all believers. All power is given unto me. And that power, uh, he said to us, you will be able to do bigger and greater things. Then in Mark sixteen fifteen, and he said unto them, what? Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, wait a minute. Somebody saw the word preach, and they misinterpreted the fact that I thought only preachers preach, but preaching is not just sermons. Preaching, uh, uh, you can preach by living it. You can preach by talking it. You can preach in your walk. So he says to them, and he says to us, go ye into all the world, in the grocery store, in the beauty parlor, parlor, uh, when we get our feet done and our nails done. And then in Matthew twenty eight twenty nine, he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And uh, I thought about that, Dr. Newman. Look like in the church we have good service, we have good um, praise, but we don't have a lot of teaching. He says some things that I like that he talked about, teach teach all nations. Then he said, baptize. So once they talk, then you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and our Holy Ghost. Uh, what is your reflection in reference to uh, teaching in, in the church as you know it? Teaching in Dr. the church. Dr. Newman, I need you to stay with me. It's taking I, you too I long. Just, I don't know. Maybe you can't hear me. No, it's but taking you too long to come to come to come back. I'm waiting. I be keep waiting for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you first of all, you have to have a teachable spirit, and that spirit uh, comes mostly when most people receive the Holy Spirit. They have a teachable spirit. At some point, people may. Uh, go back into the old that old man and they are not teachable and then they become there's a roadblock there. Okay. And they can't go any further. So the, you have to have a, a teachable spirit to, to, to be to want to receive. Um old things are passed away. Behold all things become anew. So you gotta get some of that old junk out of your mind wherever else you learned it. Uh, and you have to be open to what the Bible says. There's 66 books, basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. And, you know, I like that that you said, and please stay, just stay there with me because uh, I don't want you to get lost. <laughs> uh, in teaching, looks like to me, and I could be wrong, it seemed like to me in the churches, the pastors are just teaching basic. Bible principles, and not enough that 
the believers or the members of the church will know their assignments or know where God what God is having them to do or their gifts? Well, people have itching ears, and they can, uh, many of them will not endure sound doctrine. Okay, but what I'm asking, what I'm asking is, I agree with you. Is it? Is it the job of the pastor even to try to impart this wisdom or continue not to teach and train? It is the job of the pastor to teach and impart the wisdom. However, there may be a couple of members there who has a gift of teaching and maybe not a gift of preaching. And don't get intimidated like you know it all because there are actual people who teach, uh, may be able to teach a Bible class too. You might have two Bible classes during the week. I'm not going to bring up the name of the church I came from, but they have uh, two Bible classes, one taught by the pastor, one taught by one of the deacons. Uh, So sometimes uh, we need to, let other people from time to time use their gifts as well. It just doesn't have to be everything on the pastor. And which is true. When Jesus said, go ye, he wasn't talking to the pastor. So you're absolutely correct. And that's what I was trying to get to understand it from you. Because he says in Matthew 28 19, go ye therefore. He does not say pastors. He's talking to every believer. Once you become a follower, then you become a disciple. Now you need to go out and make disciples. But what, what I'm alluding to is the fact that in the churches, a lot of people don't know that they're supposed to be disciples. They come to the church as a follower. Ten years later, they still followers. They never become leaders. Therefore, they don't become disciples. And they don't make disciples because they're still in the follower place because they're not receiving enough teaching and enough training. Luke 24, 46, and 47 says, And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Christ rose from the dead for our sins. And he and he died for us. Matthew nine, thirty seven and thirty eight. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Now, if laborers don't know how to do the work and have been taught to do the work, then uh there'll be no one to do the harvest. And what happens is the responsibility is for us as leaders. The Bible says our people perish for the lack of knowledge. Jesus said, feed them. John 20 and 21 says, Then said Jesus to them, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, so I send you. Let me tell you something. Lately what I I, I picked up, in the body of Christ, most of these verses that relate to believers, the the believers think it's talking about the pastor or 
they think it's talking about the ministers or the deacons. But then again, look at this verse again, John 20 and 21. Then said Jesus to them, peace be unto you, them. Not no specific pastor or bishop. He said, as my Father has sent me, even I send you. God has sent every believer to make disciples unto themselves. I'd like to hear from somebody else that might not be a, a pastors and ministers as we are. I don't want to pick on nobody, but I, I, I would like some some question, comment, insight. Is there anybody? Okay, Dr. Newman. Well, it talks about uh, the Holy Spirit here. And uh, people just, uh, well, I joined in our church. I confessed in my mouth and believed in my heart at that time. But you got to feed, you got to um, feed your spirit with the Word of God by coming to Bible study, coming to prayer meet, um, and participating in the church activities, not just joining and a, a, an occasional showing up. And uh, if you want something out of it, you got to put something into it. And unless, unless you just want to stay on milk like a baby. Okay, so, question, uh, 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 a doctor. Is enough being taught in the churches by the leaders? I feel that uh, there should be an outline, a curriculum, and what a, a person should be clear on what you are following, and there should be some uh, references. Uh, it's just not like a, a, a Sunday message, but a, a Bible study can be, um, uh, you can use different authors and something, give them something they can research and go home and maybe uh, look up. And there's a lot of supplemental materials. Uh, you can research the background of the author uh, before you buy it, and uh, that could help you in your Bible study. It's just that a lot of people have just become, uh, they'll tell me, well, I don't really, I go to church, but I don't get too much into it because of the, how the people act that's in the church. So they look at what's going on in the church, and I, I say, you know, I at one time kind of thought like that, but I heard a message once, and it was the great Reverend Clay Evans. <laughs> and I think he said something like, don't worry about what people are doing in the church. Just make sure you get there and you get the word in you and save yourself. Yeah, amen. So he was just telling people, don't worry about what other folks are doing. You know, uh, it was the, 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 the Antichrist was among the 12 disciples. So what makes you think is not going to show up at church. So you have to go there with your mind made up to serve the Lord. And you have to have that tunnel vision. Hey, I'm coming to get just what I wanted, and that's just to get a word from God, to get a blessing from God, something that can help me go from day to day. Amen. All right. So the Great Commission, and you don't have to go on mute. It just, I think we're the only two talking. So I think that's what's happening. When you go on mute, it's taking a while for you to get back. Uh, but I think 
as you stated, I heard you talking about using other reference material, and that's good. I, I know people that's even on our uh, network right now that use other material. I have a whole bookshelf full. But what we need to do, the, the, the greatest book that we got is not being utilized, and that's the Bible. A lot of the churches, and, and I'm just going to bring this up, the uh, pastors and teachers are using other people's books when God gave us a book. And, 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 and don't misinterpret me. I never said the books are wrong. I'm just, I just happen to be, and that's just me, that doesn't, uh, and I'm cor- I want to correct the fact that I'm not saying that you shouldn't teach out of a book, but I feel more comfortable being taught out of the Bible because the Bible, like you said, is basic instruction before leaving earth. So some of those other books are good for you also to look at. But I think that divine teaching, divine revelation, divine alignment, and divine assignment assignment comes through the Bible. And the reason a lot of the people in the church, and I really wish that we had some comments back, because I really need to know why church members just basically hold seats, eat dinner together, come to musicals, get money for an anniversary, and pay tithes but don't really look at things like uh, the Great Commission, which God, uh, should I say Jesus Christ, left on record for every believer. So you joined the church, you've been in the church 40 years, and you don't even know, uh, you hear you hear talk about the Great Commission, but you're not being instructed, it's not being imparted into you, that you have a responsibility. And I can go a step further with that because a lot of us don't even uh, disciple the people that live in our houses. We'll get up and leave uh, a house that is divided because the Bible says a house divided against itself cannot stand. So so it also says how can two walk together except they agree. So now you got a house and this person going to the club, you going to the church, this person going to the boat. And I'm not saying all those things are wrong. But the Bible said for us not to be unequally yoked with with, with uh, unbelievers. And we become unequally yoked when we don't have a foundation. We don't have a foundation. And charity starts at home and spreads abroad. So if... We're not teachable. Now, I, I do understand some of the things you say because I see that in a lot of church. But it, but I do believe we can get past the mess. We can get past the confusion because there are some people in the church that want to learn the word, and they are not responsible for what they're not taught. They're not. If you're not taught, you don't know that this is my responsibility. You've been in church 20 years. You don't know I'm supposed to be operating in this assignment. You've been in church 15, 20 years. You don't know that my assignment is this. And and most of all, 
you know what the Great Commission is, but you don't know that when when uh, Jesus Christ made the Great Commission, he was talking to me. He was talking to us, Priscilla, uh, Acts 1, 7, and 8. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Romans 10 and 15. And it says, And how, how shall they preach? Except they be sent, as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. It's the preacher's job to preach the gospel of peace, to open up the minds and hearts of the believers and bring the glad tidings of good things to give them instruction uh, into righteousness. I'm going to give you one more. Uh, Acts 28 and 28. Be it known therefore unto you that salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it. I got to tie this last one in. Uh, Acts 2, 1 through 47. not going to read all the verses. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. We have to be on one accord. And getting on one accord, it takes a leader. And that leader is that shepherd who who uh, gives us instruction, who gives us teaching, uh, so we will know what direction to go in. I, I heard you getting ready to say something. Um, I just want to say it's going out to reach the people, baptizing and teaching them, and that's how we fulfill the commandments, um, the command, uh, the Great Commission. However, you're going to have people who don't want to do all those things as pastors or leaders. A lot of churches I've gone into that used to have a pool to baptize people, they closed the pool down. Oh, that's, they go, they'll say little odd stuff, and we know that it could be true in some cases. Well, what does it mean? Go down a, a, dry, a, dry, a wet devil, come up a dry devil. I, 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 don't, I don't get all of that. You can You have to baptize. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Now, shall shall all shall the judge of all the earth do right? I'm trying to get that scripture together. Uh, some people, of course, are ventilator dependent and cannot be baptized. God understands that. But but, but when you have you a ministry, um, okay, get that scripture. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? God is the judge. He's going to judge every situation. You may have children born with ventilators, cannot breathe on their own. Some people have shocks. Uh, they cannot get in water and be baptized. But God understands that. Jesus set the example. He was baptized. And we should follow the example of Jesus and be baptized. So they're leaving out the gospel. That's burial and resurrection. No burial, just death and resurrection. That's where they're trying to go. No baptism. So I've been to too many churches who want to, they took out the baptism, and they'll tell you, oh, twice a year we go to the Lake Michigan and we baptize people. Something, something off like that. And so it's just a, we're compromising a lot, and we shouldn't. 
uh, we we more into trying to get a program on. I don't know if it's the mimes, the praise dancers, the choir, or whatever they're trying to get on, or the music staff. But we just want to make sure we keep uh, keep doing what we're doing, and that's following the Great Commission, and being baptized is a part of it. Amen. And let me address that because I'm glad that you brought that situation up. Uh, but we need to understand that baptizing is, is, is if you got a church and you're a pastor and you don't baptize, then you don't have a church. Baptism is part of the church. And if you don't have a baptism pool, that don't mean you're not a church because you can go. Matter of fact, at Evening Star, I have several pastors that don't have baptismal pools. And they come when we baptize, and they baptize uh, their members. And we are, and don't forget, we're not just uh, one church. We are a kingdom. So I know somewhere in that city somebody got a baptismal pool. So when Jesus said baptizing them, there was no uh, exceptions in baptizing. So uh I can name uh, even uh, uh, Dr. Shelby, Pastor Shelby, baptizes at Evening Star. When I was pastoring Golden Rule Christian Assembly, I had a pool, so people came. So it's not necessary where you baptize in or in every church can't afford a, a, a baptism pool. And then if your baptism pool is unsanitary, you don't need to be baptizing nobody in it. And so you... Uh, uh, two things Jesus left on record. One of them was baptism, and the other was Holy Communion. And these two things we must observe. And and, and I kind of I'm feeling you because I've been to a couple of churches, and I had a pastor ask me, "I need a, a, a minister to work with me." But what I saw, they didn't baptize nobody. Well, the excuse was, like you said, "Well, we don't have a pool." I don't understand how you're in the body of Christ amongst other believers and you and you can't ask another pastor, give them a donation to use the pool. Well, I understand a lot of people nowadays don't want to go to the lake or they don't want to go in the river, but there's too many churches and out of, out of the churches in the neighborhood. Now, you made another point, and I need to address that point because when, when something is written in the Bible, it means what it says. When it says baptizing them, it's talking about everybody. Now, when it's when it comes to people with conditions, uh, I, I'm just about sure everybody knows that Jesus Christ is not expecting us to kill nobody. So, in the event somebody's got a ventilator or some physical handicap, I don't think Jesus. Wants us to baptize them. Now, if if they're able to hear the word of God, I believe that He wants them to uh, come into the church. If they're physically able to be a part of of a church congregation, but there are several conditions, and then uh, there's other ways to do it. Why do we baptize with water? Let's talk about water baptism. Water baptism don't do anything anyway. Water baptism is only a symbol. Water 
Baptism represents the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. You go down and uh, you are buried in a liquid grave and you get up in the newness of Christ when he rose from the dead. Now, fire's going down, a dry devil and coming up a wet devil. Well, that's something that happens because uh, we say that because of people, the way people act. So we can't see. Because the concept is that they actually think because you baptized them with water that they're going to change. And that's not necessarily true. Water does not change you. But there's two baptisms, Dr. Newman. Dr. Newman. Yes, there is. There's the baptism baptism of the Holy Spirit. the water, and then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Somebody doing a lot of shuffling. Okay. And that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so we don't need to be so concerned about the baptism of the water. Amen, amen. We don't need to be concerned with the baptism of the water, but we should be concerned with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But why do we baptize with water? And the answer is so easy, because Jesus did it, because Jesus did it. And we because we call ourselves Christians, it's because we follow the teachings of Christ. And if Jesus got baptized, then I need to get baptized. So just like the Lord's Supper, the bread, the wine, he said, as often as you do this, you show forth my death, burial, and resurrection. But guess what else? As often as you are baptized, you also show forth the death, burial, and resurrection. See, there are some folks baptized that don't know what it means. They don't understand the symbolicness of what you are doing when you baptize a person. You are reburying Christ and raising him up out the dead, from the dead. And that's the concept and the symbolism of Holy Communion and baptism. And so I've enjoyed you, uh, Dr. Newman, and talking about the Great Commission. Amen. I've enjoyed talking to you in reference to the Great Commission and you being a pastor. And and you being a pastor, I just know that uh, you know the concept and you know that it's important that your congregants, your members understand that as you disciple them, that they also need to make disciples unto themselves. So I want to say to to you, thank you so much, Dr. Newman, for joining in with us today, for sharing with us. We miss you, and we hope to continue uh, uh, working with you. And we're going to get these mutes and sounds. We're going to straighten that out. It uh, after a while, I guess you get used to it. We had, matter of fact, I'm going to bring this up because one of our ministers 
she had a lot of problems with understanding when your phone is off mute, then you need to be completely silent and stop your movements because we pick up all your movements. And I think she got somewhat offended because I, I don't know if she was cooking, making dinner, talking to her, playing with bait. I don't know if she was doing everything. So I don't I don't like to offend anybody. But it's important that when you tune in that you make sure that you have put this time aside that you don't have to do other things so then it would take away from the sound quality. But we appreciate. And then I, I, what I noticed today, Dr. Newman, if going on mute takes so long to come back, I don't know your phone, then maybe maybe you have to be prepared to come off of mute. Actually, I know what you told me last night during our conference call. You thought you were, but you thought you were, Unmuting yourself and hung up, huh? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so, all this technology, and name me a perfect person. Do you know any? Not Jesus. <laughs> oh, Not- I was going to call his name too. So, nobody's perfect, but we do want to try to perfect what we are doing, uh, and hope that uh, all our listeners that tune in each and every week can uh, enjoy us. So let us prepare ourselves not to have other things to do. The, 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 less thing, the least thing you do, it, call, it, it, it affects what, what we are trying to do, and we're listening to all of what you're doing in the background. And that's not for uh, Dr. Newman, but that's for anybody who is opening up your line. Once you open up your line, it's important. And I'm saying that because we're going into a new year and we are reaching. You know we're reaching more and more people, Dr. Newman, Every uh, since this hour of empowerment. We got more people that are learning. Uh, people are inviting people. Amen. Excuse me? I said praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, This hour of empowerment has been drawing people. So that's why we find it so necessary to try to get people, prepare yourself so that you don't, that you be inactive. Because when I look at the the, uh, manifest order and I see all those Illinois and different place pop-ups, these people are trying to listen. So we need we need everybody to try to cooperate, and and uh, we're looking forward to you next week. Now we got some people on here. Somebody going to surprise us and close us out in prayer. Dr. Newman opened did the uh, opening prayer, and somebody on the line. We want you to uh, close us out in prayer. I think we got all Christians. I know. Doing great things for us, Lord. We just thank you for this lesson on the Great Commission, Oh Lord. And we feel more empowered, and faith without works is 
dead, and we thank you, Lord, for empowering us. Amen. Do we have another person, one of our listeners, that would like to pray? We want to share this hour, and we don't want to close out. We thank Dr. Newman, but we want to allow you an opportunity. Sister Wells, Mother Wardlaw, whoever might be online, give you opportunities to pray. Because prayer changes things. Father God, we thank you for all that have tuned in this evening. We thank you for Dr. Newman, who have ministered along with us, Father, to your people, and they are peculiar people. Father, you made them, you know everything about them, you know the strand, the number of the strand of hair that's in their head. You know their end before their beginning. So, Father, we humbly submit ourselves to you. We're asking for your blessings, for your healing, that you cover us and shield us with the blood of your Son, Jesus, that you would keep us as only you can keep us, Father. We need your blessings. We need your protection. We need your love. We need your healing, and we need your deliverance. Now, Father, you said you would not let your word come back void, but accomplish those things it set out to do. So, Father, we're leaning and we're depending on you because we know you never have failed us yet. We do know that man's extremity is your opportunity. So, Father, we're praying that you would give us a blessing and give us a test that we might have a testimony. Look on the sick. Look on those behind prison walls. Look on those that grown old and feeble. Bless our children as they go to and fro from school. Cover them. Cover them with, with your arm of protection. Keep them, Father. And then an hour unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And all the people of God did say, Amen.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.